You're listening to the Renew Life Church podcast. We hope this message inspires you and challenges you to become a true disciple of Jesus. To find out more about us, go to RenewLifeChurch.com. How are y'all? Are you excited to be at church? I said, are you excited to be at church? That's what I'm talking about. I am uh, so blessed and so honored just to get to be here. I don't know if sometimes I just got to pinch myself. I'm like, do we actually get to live the life that we get to live? Do we get to go to the church that we get to go to church at? Do we get to serve the Jesus that we get to serve? And the answer to all of those things is yes. And I'm so thankful for that. Um, If you're a first time guest, can we welcome the first time guest? Thanks for coming. Yeah, this is amazing. Yeah. I, uh, my name's Cody, I'm the campus pastor here at Rooney Life Church Midland. Uh, it's been an incredible Sunday so far. We went to uh, Lubbock this morning. Uh, God did some incredible things in Lubbock at our, at our Lubbock church, our Lubbock campus. Uh, Keith preached an incredible message this morning. God is moving, I don't know if you've realized that, but God is on the move. He's on the move in all of West Texas. He's on the move in our country because people like us are praying. So I just want to encourage you, don't stop praying for our country. Don't stop praying for the people that lead our country. Whether you disagree or agree, I'm not going to go political, but don't stop praying. Amen? You have a power on your tongue, and you can produce life or you can produce death with it. I'm going to encourage you, use the thing that you have on the inside of you to produce life. Amen? Amen. I'm excited about about today. Uh, Testimony. We start with testimony every Sunday. The testimony today is that Jesus is alive. Come on, somebody. (laughs) There's no testimony. There's no testimony available to us if it doesn't begin with the fact that Jesus is not in the grave and Jesus is alive. I want to pray before we get too, too far into this. Father, thank you. I thank you so much for, for this moment. Thank you for what today represents in the kingdom of God. Thank you for what we get to celebrate today. Thank you for the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Think of that that resurrection power lives inside of us. So Holy Spirit, I welcome you. I welcome you to have your way in this service. I pray that your, your, your power would fall on my words, that I would speak words that only you want spoken. I give you control over my thoughts, control over my mouth, God, that I would glorify you with what I have today. Thank you, Jesus, for silencing anything that shouldn't be said if it's not on your heart today. We give you full permission to work in the service and in our lives in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I'm going to jump straight into what I want to talk about today, and I want to start by saying this. The resurrection is for you. The resurrection is for you. In fact, everything that's happened since Adam and Eve did what they did in the garden, everything from that moment forward has been for you. I don't want you to think about this in the broad sense. I want you to think about you. I want you to think about your own life. I want you to think about your own struggles, the own reasons that you disqualify yourself. And I want you to understand that the resurrection was for you. The heart of the Father was to reconcile you back to himself. The cross, it was for you. The beatings that Jesus took upon his body, they were for you. The ridicule that Jesus withstood, 
and what he endured was for you. You were on the mind of the Father when he assigned Jesus to the cross. I need you to let that sit in. This was for you. It was for your purpose that Jesus stepped into hell after taking on the sin of the world so that he could set you free and give you life. It was for you. First Peter chapter three, verse 18. It's gonna be up on the screen. It says this. It says, for Christ also suffered once for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God being put to death in the flesh and made alive by the Spirit. That he might bring us to God. The resurrection was for you. Everything that Jesus did was to get you to the Father. The resurrection is the empowerment on your life to step into all that Jesus died for you to walk into. It was the empowerment that we needed to live life. For a moment, I wanna look just for a second from the, the time that Jesus is captured to the time that Jesus is re was resurrected, and I wanna look into what it looked like, what this empowerment looked like in the life of the disciples. See, because in Matthew chapter 26, it says that at Jesus' arrest, the disciples deserted him. These are the men that walked alongside Jesus, and the moment that he is captured, they left him. Take a look at John chapter 20, verse 19. It says, then, the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in the midst and said to them, peace be with you. The capture and the crucifixion of Jesus pushed his disciples in a place of fear. They acted out in fear. They were living in this moment of fear. This is the same group of people that we look at a few chapters or a, few, a, a next book later in Acts, 50 days from the resurrection of Jesus. We see Pentecost Sunday. These are the men that went from deserting Jesus when he was captured to hiding in fear of the Jews because of what might, be, what might happen if they were found out to be associated with Jesus. So they're in a room and they're hiding. They go from being in fear to this moment of being empowered by the Holy Spirit on Pentecost Sunday. It's by the power of the Spirit of God that they get to this place where they start preaching in boldness. Yeah. It's the power of God through His Spirit where they start building the church, the early church. These are the same men that at once were hiding in fear. I love what Romans chapter eight, verse 11 says. I love this, this is so amazing. It says, the Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by the same Spirit living within you. I love that. What we have to get to this place of understanding is that the same Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, that actually is responsible 
for bringing Jesus back to life so that we celebrate victory lives on the inside of me and he lives on the inside of you. The moment that you receive Jesus, it says that behold, the old is gone, the new has come. Your spirit has been made new by the spirit's power that we're reading about. I need you to understand that the same sort of power that raised Jesus from the dead actually lives on the inside of you. When I think about that, I think about what does my life look like? Does my life look like I live in this way? Does my life look like greater is he that lives in me than he that is in this world? Because that's what we've actually been given access to. The spirit of God that raised Jesus lives in you and that just kind of blows my mind. The kind of power that I have access to because of the resurrection of Jesus. The resurrection brings hope. And the resurrection brings belief. When you go back and you look in the book of John in in chapter 11, we see this beautiful moment where Jesus steps into the situation where Lazarus, his friend, has has died. And Jesus is met by this man's family, this man's sisters, and, and they're saying, Jesus, they meet him on the road, Jesus, if you would have been here, my brother wouldn't have died. If you would have been here earlier, he wouldn't have died. We wouldn't be in this position. There wouldn't be the weeping. There wouldn't be the groaning. There wouldn't be all of those things. If only Jesus, you had been here, he wouldn't have died. In verse 25 of of John chapter 11, Jesus says, I am the resurrection and I am the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. We know the story, if you've, if you've read your Bible and if you've been in church for any time, he tells them to take away the stone. Remove the stone from the tomb where Lazarus has been laid. For, and instantly one of the sisters is like, no, no, no. He's been in there for four days. It's probably gonna smell bad. That's literally in scripture. She didn't say that exactly, but it's basically in there. She said, can you imagine the stench? And he said, did I not tell you to believe? And Jesus steps into this moment and, and he, they roll this, this tomb, this stone back from this tomb and Jesus looks in and it says that he looks to heaven and he thinks his father. And he speaks these words and he says, Lazarus, come forth. Such a beautiful display of power, such a beautiful display of love. He resurrects this man in just this moment. I love this scripture because this is actually paving the way for where we stand today. If you even take a flashback in scripture, this is, this is one of the first things, this is, this is one of the first things that Jesus does on the last little bit of his life on the earth. Because it goes straight into John chapter 12, starting in verse 12, and, and this is the triumphal entry. This is when Jesus comes on Palm Sunday riding in, and this is where all of these incredible things, they start singing, they start praising, they start laying their jackets on the ground, they start laying palm leaves on the ground because Jesus, their king, is coming. John chapter 12, starting in verse 12, it says this, the next day a great multitude had come to the feast. 
when they had heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. They took branches of palm leaves and went out to meet him and cried out, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, the King of Israel. Then Jesus, when he had found a young donkey, he said on it, as it is written, fear not, daughter of Zion, behold, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. His disciples did not understand these things at first. But when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered that these things which were written about him, that they had done these things to him. Verse 17, this is important. Therefore the people who were with him when he called Lazarus out of the tomb and raised him from the dead, they bore witness. For this reason, verse 18, the people also met him because they heard that he had, what he had done and that he had done this great sign. The Pharisees therefore said among themselves, see, since you see that you are accomplishing nothing, look, look, the world has gone after him. In this moment, I love this because it, it unpacks several things, especially in verse 17. It says, therefore the people who were with him when he raised Lazarus. These are the people that had experienced what a resurrection does. These are the people that had seen something magnificent happen. And notice what's happening. They're laying their jackets on the ground. They're laying palm leaves on the ground. They're, they're actually becoming almost undignified. Why? Because they're treating Jesus like a king. Because he was. These people had gone from this place of maybe not believing to seeing resurrection to believing to declaring out of their own mouths, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. They start declaring praises unto Jesus and look what happens in verse 18. For this reason the people also met him because they had heard that he had done this amazing sign. The witnessing of Lazarus' resurrection caused such an incredible response that the people around them started to believe in Jesus. I'm gonna go ahead and ask the worship team to come back out if, if they're not already making their way, but this is such a beautiful moment of what happens when resurrection power is displayed to us. It ought to move us into this place of response. The resurrection, it deserves a response. The resurrection deserves a response. We see what happens when this one man is, is resurrected, when this one man is brought back to life, this man. And then you have this great outpouring of praise and you have this great outpouring of blessing. You have this great outpouring of, of them witnessing about Jesus and it brought people into relationship with Jesus. I love what it says in Matthew. In this same, the same account of this story, it says that at their praises, the city was moved. Meaning that when they started pouring their hearts and their lives out and singing praises to Jesus for what he had just done in this one man's life, that a whole city was moved. Amen. In Luke's account of this, the, the Pharisees, they come to Jesus. And they're like, Jesus, tell your disciples to stop singing these praises. 
Tell your disciples to stop singing about the thing that you had just done. Tell them to be quiet. Silence them about what has happened for this man. And Jesus says, I tell you the truth, if they're silent, even the rocks will cry out. Would you stand with me this evening? Thanks, Jesus. The resurrection deserves a response. Thanks for listening. We hope you felt encouraged by today's message. If you need prayer or would like to connect with us, find us on social media or by going to renewlifechurch.com.